Welcome back to the Jake and Bauer Show. Time now to check in with Chris Atterbury from the Minnesota Twins. What's up from Houston? Oh, the big H-Town. Space City. Space City, indeed. How hot Space. and humid is it there already? You know what? I, I haven't left the room. Good. Um, <laughs> that's a good that's thing. because I'm anticipating. I will say, yesterday, like, going to the park was miserable. But when we left, it was a weird 3 o'clock start. So we left about... I don't know, six thirty. Yeah, and it was actually pretty pleasant. We sat outside and ate dinner without sweating, so it was uh, Ooh. it was pretty good. Okay, all yeah, right. Yeah, and almost that's uh that that's a rare <laughs> it's a rarity that you're not sweating like a pig in Houston. At least that's been my experience so far. Yeah, I think of Bum Phillips and Love You Blue. Right. You know, I think of Earl Campbell. I can't mm-hmm. be in this town without thinking of Earl Campbell's jersey coming off. Right. As he runs over Jack Tatum. Uh, and Bum Phillips on the sideline with the cowboy hat. Like, that's I, I, every year I'm here, I'm like, I'm going to buy an Earl Campbell jersey. Yeah. And, uh, when I was in, we used to stay in the Galleria Mall, and I, I went to every store in that massive mall, and I couldn't find an Earl Campbell jersey. <laughs> and I was, I was furious. I'm like, I'm in Houston, man. Like, how can I not find an Earl Campbell jersey? They should have it on every street corner, right? Every, every street corner. But then you go, to Texas, uh, to, to Arlington, yeah. And the Rangers used to have this in between innings, like weird race where they had these giant. Uh, they weren't on a stick, but like they would wear these costumes, like the President's Race in yeah in, in DC, you know. And they had like uh, they had uh, Davy Crockett, and they had like uh, Sam Houston, all these legendary Texans, and then they had Earl Campbell. <laughs> now, so you got to go to Dallas to get an Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose. <laughs> So I like to look when I was younger, I used to like listening to his music, like a rhinestone cowboy. That's a different, <laughs> the, that's Glenn, the, the that's Glenn, Glenn Campbell, Campbell jersey. Yeah, totally different. The Glenn Campbell jersey also available. At a yes. Store yes. Right. Now, speaking of Royce Lewis, what a game. How about that? Yes. If you wrote the script and sent it in, they'd reject it. They'd be like, right. no, too fanciful. No one will believe it. Um, literally a year to the day. Yep. And, you know, the first one, he just, just a little thin, and then he hits the oppo, oppo homer and then to tie it. And, and, you know, he told us before the game, like, so he grew up, he, he loves Jeter and, and Correa, like one, one and two in his pantheon. And he was so excited because he never played with Carlos because he came up because Carlos got hurt, you know, the first time. And then he was in outfield. And so the other little sneaky play that he had, was he he started a five six three double play? They were kind of in a in a shift formation, and he was so excited because he said, "I just want to line up next to him and have that moment where his teammates you like do something in the field and get to celebrate together." Oh wow! Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, you got that." Um, but just talking to like he's such a special dude, and and we get in and you know nine o'clock or something the other night, and you come into the hotel and you're kind of underground and it's a bottleneck for these tiny little elevators because everything is bigger than Texas except the elevators. <laughs> and so you got all these big dudes in these big bags. So it takes like 50 elevator trips. Royce is the last guy in off the bus. And so it's all us stragglers, like non-players. Right. And he comes in and he sees me and he's like, Chris he gives me a big hug. How's the family? He hugs the masseuse, the kid who carries the tripod for the video equipment. Like everybody's on equal footing with him. He's, remarkable and then you start talking to the people like who play with him and you can't fool your teammates right Right. like if you're a phony baloney and you do it for the media like they see through that like you can't fool them 
And they genuinely love the guy. Alex Kirilov's like, yeah, he's awesome. Jeffers is like, in our post game, he was my roommate in, you know, 2019. Like, he like, everyone says the same thing. When he walks in a room, he brings a new light into every room that he walks into. And I, I think that's accurate. And I think he, this was a team that needed a new light. Yeah. And, and he, he brought it. It was awesome. So but that, that you... game had moments, man. The Altuve Grand Slam was one of the best moments I've been involved personally in baseball. Like the way it built with an, he, he's been out his first real big at bat at home since coming back off the injury. They gave him a standing ovation before the at bat started. <laughs> and then he hits the granny. It was louder than Yankee Stadium when they hit the home run to come back and take the lead in the playoff game against us. It was unbelievable. Sold out crowd, organic standing ovation before he hits the grand slam. Right. Wow. Now, you guys love your numbers. Was this the shortest call up for the Saints ever? The shortest? Like, in terms he was, of. He was there for like really one cup of coffee and then he was back in the lineup. I, no, I, that's going to go to uh, Miranda because last year, Miranda, remember when he came up, was super slumping and we we're on a road trip. And we got to Kansas City, and he got sent down. But he didn't even get to the airport before he got called back up because someone got hurt. <laughs> oh, okay. And so he never even literally left. So he gets the, he's the shortest. Royce was down there for a while, but it was rehab. There, you know, is that you once you come off the, you know, the injured list, you get 20 days to rehab. But then the his 60 days were up like yesterday. So. Yeah, so his technically wouldn't count, but I, I'll give it to Miranda, who never even got to the airport. Yeah, because he went, uh, he went from playing with the Saints to the very next. Uh, was it the the next morning? And then he was heading over to the Twins, and and now what? A week later, he's hitting a home run. Who, Royce? Yeah. Well, he was with, he was with the Saints rehabbing, and played there on what day of the week is it? Whatever. When did, what is it? The Monday now, right? He played there Sunday. And then he was on our plane Sunday night. So good lord. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's better than going to Buffalo. <laughs> oh yeah. It is. No, that's that's awesome. And, it, and we started the season going, boy, if he can just get back in the lineup. They had such a great start to the season. And then they went into this little bit of a slump after the West Coast. And this is what they need, right? Well, so the starting pitching has been great. We've we've talked about it all year. And and the bullpen's certainly had holes, but that you know, that's kind of the nature of bullpens. Mm -hmm. But the offense is just super underperformed. It's just not been very good. Um, you know, they score 10 and then they don't score at all. They strike out way too much. Um, they just haven't been good. And yesterday you can now see the makings of, of how it can be a good offense. They had the third worst production from the third base position in, in the big leagues this year. Wow. So suddenly, yeah, you know, because Miranda was terrible to start the year, got sent down and and so to plant Royce in that spot, you're suddenly feeling like, okay, we, we feel like we plugged a hole there. Mm -hmm. We got better defensively, and we got better offensively, and he can run, and he can hit for power. I mean, you got two number one overall picks on the left side of the diamond. Now, if you get Polanco back, and you can plant his flag there, his switch hitting flag at second base, now you really have it going on, right? Because mm -hmm. you've got you've just got it set where you don't, you don't care who the other team's pitching. You're not looking to match up with anybody to optimize right. your lineup. You're just putting your guys out there and saying, go get them, fellas. And what it does is it makes the other guys better. Guys like Kyle Farmer, Donovan Solano, Willie Castro, super valuable players. They are more valuable when they don't start. 
their value is that they can start and they're pros pros. But when you can use them in super hyper specific scenarios to highlight their skill sets, that they're even better where they don't have to play every single day. Kyle Farmer comes in yesterday for defensive purposes late, and then he's the guy that grinds out the hit off Presley, the first hit we've ever gotten off of Presley, by the way, since mm-hmm. he joined the Astros, that starts the rally to win the game. Um, so that that makes us even better when, when we get to the point where your roster's just now 26 starters, essentially, right? Like, that's what you want. Yeah. And so I think it, it's massive. Um, getting Polanco back, uh, I, I think we get a real look. The only way you can get better after that is if Buck could actually play center field, which we don't know if that's going to happen or not. I think he's hurting pretty good right now. But um, other than that, that's that's probably a, a maximizing your, your talent in your organization short of Buck being able to play center. Chris, we know that the at least stats that I've seen the last couple of days had Minnesota down towards the bottom of the major league worst striking out 508 times batting average of 228, which ranks fourth in fourth worst in the big leagues. Can, can Royce and the possibility of Polanco coming back, could that energize the team enough to kind of get out of that and make more contact? Well, you hope so. Cause the strikeouts are un- untenable at a certain point, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. one thing if you, if you, you strike out and it's so weird cause we, we strike out more than any team. And then as a pitching staff, we've struck out more batters. Yeah, exactly. And so, as I said with Jace Tingler on our Sunday show, if you're putting that much value on striking other guys out, well, then to me, that that's equal on the other side. You can't say that striking out yourself doesn't matter. Right. Because, you know, and so it does. It matters. It just, there's a certain threshold that you can say, yeah, we're willing to accept this number of strikeouts because we hit an ungodly number of home runs. Right. Well, Michael Taylor strikes out an ungodly amount, but doesn't hit home runs. So, Okay, that's not good. You yeah. know, the ball that that's really the root of all these issues with runners in scoring position and um and, and the bases loaded and stuff. So the contact rate just has to come up. I uh, I tell you the the guy that will change our offense, Royce helps, Polo helps, Carlos Correa has to hit. That's yeah. just honestly like the simplest way you can say it. And it's like, oh, it's unfair to put on one guy. Yeah, no, he's the guy. I think he welcomes that. I don't think he thinks he's a two hundred hitter. So Carlos Correa has to hit. Not like Joe DiMaggio. He just has to hit like Carlos Correa. Yeah. And and if he hits, the offense is better top to bottom. Nice. But a guy who's having a horrible year offensively who hits number two in your lineup <laughs> is like having a flat tire on a Ferrari. Like, I mean, <laughs> I know he used the fuel in the Ferrari thing when they booed him at Yankee Stadium. He got the big hit. But he has been horrible in leverage situations, doesn't have a home run doesn't have a home run with a runner in scoring position and he's sitting like a buck 25. He just has to be him. Not, he doesn't have to be otherworldly. Right. right. He just has to be him and our whole offense will, will rise with him. Be your 272, hate 280 hitting Correa and you're yeah. at least in way better shape than you are right now. Be the Carlos that we saw last year in September when, you know, yeah. he's hitting line drive. It's not even home runs, right? It's, it's home runs on mistake pitches, but singles into the gap. Or be a guy that when there's a runner at, at second base or second and third and two out, that the, the pitchers don't want to face. Yeah. But right now, that situation, he's an out. Yeah. And so it is weird, but it's true. And and so he just needs to be who he is because the rest of the lineup's filling in nicely. Joey Gallo's been everything we want. And, and then some, um, I, I think that Kirloff is on a, on a nice run. He was on base five times yesterday. You're not getting much from the catchers. It was great to see Ryan 
have the day he had yesterday because Vasquez has not been himself offensively. But but Carlos can can by himself elevate the offense a whole couple of notches. Uh, is that going to be the key to taking down the Astros here and then welcoming uh, the Guardians to town? Well, yeah, the key to the Astros is just don't let Jordan Alvarez break a window in his back. <laughs> you know, like it's weird because the, you look at their lineup and you're like, these guys are mashers, and then you look at their stats and they haven't they haven't hit really at all. It's weird they they don't strike out. That's the thing. Yeah, but they've scored within like five runs of the same amount of runs on the year. Mm. Right. So there's different ways to do it. Yep. Why are they 10 games over? Because they pitch yeah. just like we do. So to me, yesterday we had one of our best starters and one of the league's best starters against a guy that's their worst starter who wouldn't be in the big leagues if it wasn't for injuries. And today we face another guy who wouldn't be in the big leagues if it wasn't for injuries. Like us, they've lost two starters to injury out of the rotation. And so actually three. And so it's top of our rotation versus bottom of their rotation. Yeah. We have to win those games. Like those odds. Yeah, it well, baseball's weird, but yeah, you 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 those are ones you'd like to win. But you're in this stretch. We haven't won a series. We haven't won a series in forever. We've lost four straight series, and we're going Houston, Cleveland, Tampa Bay, Toronto. <laughs> that that's a gauntlet. That is and not so, easy. So what you can't do is let games slip through your fingers. Pitch well, and if you get a lead, hold on to it for dear life. But try to take advantage against the bottom of their rotation if you can. Stay cool in Houston. Try to avoid the humidity and sweat at all costs. And uh, we'll see you when you get back home, Chris. Thank you, man. All right. I'm going to go ride a mechanical bull. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw! Jake and Bauer, show hour number two comes up next.